0: John 14 provides a a beautiful picture that I want us to consider when discussing the Holy Spirit being our close friend. This is the first chapter in where Jesus gets really um, detailed with who the Holy Spirit is, why he is coming and what happens when he comes. Uh, and this is a very important chapter. So chapter 13, chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, chapter 17 is a whole night's discussion. This is the night before Judas comes and betrays Jesus. So technically, I think we're on the same timeline right now, about 2000 plus years ago. So treat these scriptures as Jesus' last words before he dies. I don't know about you, but if my father or master or manager is about to leave, maybe their last words are probably the most darest words I should hold to myself. You agree? Y'all can talk to me, everyone's sober in this room. So here, Jesus has just told them that he's about to die. One of y'all gonna betray me. All these stuff that sounds really depressing. So he says to them, let not your heart be troubled. Yea, believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Very powerful statement because he's about to say some things that are going to challenge their belief system. So he says, your ability to believe in me will always be based on the conditions of your heart. The Bible says, believe in where? I'm going to try again. The Bible says, believe in your and confess your So he is telling them, you believe in God. Of course they did. they're following Jesus. He's saying, look, now believe in me. I'm about to tell you something that I need you to believe. Don't let what I've said to you trouble your heart. Yeah? So already we see that the foundation of anything that God will say to us, it happening in our lives will be based purely whether we believe him or not. Yeah? So it doesn't mean that he said all of this, it didn't happen for you, that God was lying. It means that, did you believe? Yeah? Talk to me, church. So he says something really powerful. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And wherever I go, you know. Basically saying, where I'm going, you know where I'm going. Sorry guys, I went very old school, the King James today. So Thomas says to him, Lord, we do not know where thou goes. And how shall we know the way? Jesus said to him, the famous scripture, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. If ye have known me, you have should have known my Father also. And from sorry, looking this thing. And from henceforth ye you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it shall suffice us. Uh, Jesus said to them, Have I been so long? time with you and yet you have not noticed me, Philip. He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then show us the Father? Basically, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. How can you ask me where the Father? Many people believe that Jesus is talking about heaven here. Yeah? Hello? Many of us believe here that he's talking about heaven, yeah? Okay. So, I'm going to show you why it's not heaven, but the Holy Spirit. He says, in my Father's house, there are many mansions. That word mansion in Greek is meno, speaks about an abiding place. It's the same word we see in Acts 1, where it talks about they were all together in one place and one accord. It speaks about unity, or the word union. Yeah. Now, he says where he's going, they already know. And then he tells them how. I am. Then he says, nobody goes to the Father except through me. Then he says to Philip, show us, he's simply asking for the Father, he says, the Father is here before you. Essentially, what Jesus was saying was that the place he was going to go and prepare for them was his death, burial, and resurrection, and the fruit of that was that no longer would he be with them, but in them. Why? In my Father's house, there are many mansions. Jesus' name is Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God. If you have seen me, you have seen who. The Father. So essentially, where he was going, they've already seen. He's right here. But because they weren't saved yet, i.e., Jesus hadn't died yet, they couldn't be in the Father. In my, in my Father's mans- house, there are many mansions. That word mansions can be translated as rooms. What would Jesus say? Jesus is saying, "As I die." And as I rise again from the dead, I'm going to allow you guys to become in me. Why? When you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes where? Are you guys following me, yeah? Have I confused anybody? <laughs> I'm saying this because this chapter is really important because further on he talks about the Holy Spirit. and the whole goal of salvation is what being born again and being born again happens by the holy spirit when you get saved the person that was preaching was preaching under the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then took those words and was at work in your heart. You responded by believing in him. And when you believe, according to 3, chapter 1, God gave you the Holy Spirit as a down payment, as a deposit, as a guarantee. So what happened when you get saved? You get engaged to God. Remember, I will come again. He's talking about when you're going to come back. So right now, we are waiting for Jesus to come back. Amen? I know we don't preach that no more, but Jesus is coming very soon. Amen, <laughs> amen indeed. because, Amen. <laughs> so, on that basis, I want to dive straight into what does it require for me to have friendship with the Holy Spirit? Because my wife said something really beautiful. She said something about... You know, we've been brought into a relationship with God by being saved, right? But then our intimate, intimacy with God will yeah. always be dependent on how much we engage with that relationship. So right now, all of you have God living in you. But how many of us live with that awareness? You guys follow me? Yeah. So, first point, Iman. What requires you to have friendship with God? And I'll put down here this word called love. What requires you to have friendship with God? You see, that scripture in John 15, he said, I no longer call you servants. So there's an element of our walk with God where it was servant orientated. Basically, we just do what he says he says, I call you friends because I let you know the why behind the what. i explain to you in communion why we're doing this. I, I, I go as far as saying, look, hmm, I'm about to do something to like Gomorrah, but I need to tell Abraham first. So there's something unique and something um, dynamic. There's something intimate with how God relates to us as friends and not servants. You guys follow me here, yeah? And I put the key thing here, being love. Why? John 14, verse 15 to 17. John 14, 15 to 17. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, the Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, and neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Here we see a first glimpse of what happens with the salvation experience. Why do I say that? Before he says that, I'm going to ask my to give you the Holy Spirit he says first if you truly love me keep my commandments did you guys know that that the gospel is not an option it's actually a commandment the Bible says that God has commanded all men everywhere to repent the Bible talks about those that do not refuse to obey the gospel of truth they are the ones that perish so he says that an act of love is your obedience to the gospel so guess what, guys? All of you here already have the requirement to be in friendship with God. Why? Because you're saved. Yeah? And then he says that I will pray the Father and he shall send you another comforter. This is, this is Acts 2, all in motion. You know, they prayed for 10 days, the Holy Spirit came, all that good stuff. Uh, and he gives us something very key here. He says um, that we Um, know him because he dwells with us. They were experiencing the Holy Spirit already because the Holy Spirit was around Jesus. But he says, that experience of with is now going to be turned in. Yeah? Meaning, like Susan was saying before, this is not about manifestations now. It's not about seeing Jesus do miracles and be, hey, can I walk on water too? This is about the Holy Spirit now dwelling in you and you now having sweet communion with the Holy Ghost. You guys follow me here, yeah? Yes. So right now, my fair, no one has to think about, can I be friends with God? The question is, will you be God's friend? No one's got to think about, Maybe today he might talk to me. The question is, are you going to talk with God today? You guys follow me here now? So it's almost as if, like, God's giving you something. You don't need to respond to what he's giving to you. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So the only thing required to be a friend of God is to be born again, to be born of God. Enough. Next point, because my time is short. You need to give me 10 minutes, bro. Still. True love will never leave you comfortless. I put in hair brackets, um, orphans. John 14, verse 18, this is the next verse from what I was reading. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. In other words, I I will not abandon you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. You've got to understand this. Jesus, Jesus was their best friend for three and a half years. He's telling them, I'm about to duck out. They're under a level of depression, guys. But you know what I find really beautiful here is that God is so intimately aware. He, he understands us so much that his response to our fear is that I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Can you imagine that God's mindset about, behind intimacy is that I want you to experience the comfort of being with me. God's, even how God views us, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. Susan's about to give birth to a child. Imagine giving birth and saying, doodles. So already, God sees you as daughter. God sees you as son. And God has promised us, guys, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So friendship with God is even more beautiful because it's God coming to us. Essentially, my faith, God makes the first move. So once again, it's not if God, it's will you. Are you guys following me here today? I want to work your appetite to move and draw near to God. He's waiting. Friendship with God is not cerebral. It's not a theological concept. It's felt. I will not leave you comfortless. The only way I experience comfort is when I feel like I'm being touched. All right? So expect God to touch you. Let's be honest. When you think about intimate, especially in a, in a you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, it cannot be void of touch. When I say I'm about to get intimate, or I'm about to know my wife, it means I'm going to be go inside my wife. Hallelujah. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. Now you're awake. Hey. <laughs> mm. Safety with God. Intimacy. God wants to touch you. Let's be honest. When we're in our stuff, The last thing you think that God wants to touch us. But God proved to us. He touched lepers. He touches unclean things. He touches everything. Do not call unclean what I call clean. He calls you clean. Even if you know you're not clean, what God says about you is what God said about you. Do you believe? Are you guys following me here? Put down here, when God says, I won't leave you as orphans, that's God saying to us that I'm taking ownership of our relationship with you. So There's a question now, once again, are we going to take ownership of our relationship with God? I want to keep asking you guys questions because God has made all things available for us through the Holy Spirit. But we're going to choose to engage with it or not. You guys follow me here, yeah? My last point. I'm doing so good for time. This is a miracle. Your friendship depth is an obedience step. Your friendship depth with God is an obedience step. John fourteen twenty three to 24. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Verse 24, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. Let me just read it again very sweet scripture jesus replied anyone who loves me will obey my teaching so once again obedience issues are love issues i, I like it because he, he, he doesn't talk about obedience first; he talks about love first once again we only love him because he what, first loved us. How do you receive that love? Romans 5 verse 5, the Holy Spirit should oppose our hearts, the love of God. So this place called Communion with the Holy Spirit is going to bring you into a lifestyle of obedience to God's teaching. God knows you can't do this without him. That's why he said he will give you the who? The Holy Spirit. And it gives us an even greater insight. My Father will love them. And we will come to them and make our home with them. So once again, we're seeing that there are even dimensions to this thing of God living in us. God wants to come and make his home with you. God wants his bedroom in your heart. And we will only experience that dimension... If we will love Jesus, if anything respond to his love, and by doing so obey his teaching. You guys follow me here? So the most loving thing anyone in this room can do is believe God. Remember, John 40 verse 1 says... You believe in God, believe also in me. This whole foundation I'm talking about here is whether you believe that this is what God thinks and is saying to you. So before I tell you to do the right thing, I want to ask you Do you believe the one who is right. What's God doing here? He's not after behavior modification. He wants your heart. He says that if I can have you, your heart, I will have your behaviour. So this is how you get set free from religious Christian living where you're just trying to, you know, just do the right thing today and not stick tomorrow. You focus on communion with the Holy Spirit. You begin to get a new consciousness of how God thinks and sees you. This new consciousness makes you less conscious about what's wrong with you. And bring it into a lifestyle of freedom where you experience God day to day. You guys following me here? Once again, all of this is by and through the Holy Spirit. I'm going to keep mentioning his name today. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit, guys and he's in you right now. Next slide. If you rise to our feet, please. I'm going to close her. Okay. I put down here the Holy Spirit is centric, he is the source, the foundation, the root to our friendship with God. It's the Holy Spirit that will guide you and lead you into all things. It's the Holy Spirit that will give you power to create wealth. It's, it's the Holy Spirit who will not leave you confidence. It's the Holy Spirit who prays for you. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you peace. It's the Holy Spirit that reminds you that even though life is moving, God is still present. It is the Holy Spirit, beloved. He says, look, you will go through many trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You have the Holy Spirit to keep you in this present moment of madness. Uh, And today I want to us to pray and ask ask God to help us acquaint ourselves with the Holy Spirit. You see, the Bible calls him a helper. So this is how I read my Bible. If the Holy Spirit is a helper, if I'm going to experience him as a helper, I have to acknowledge I need help. If the Holy Spirit is a teacher, I've got to acknowledge that. There's something that I don't know. If the Holy Spirit is a comforter, I've got to admit that right now, I feel abandoned. God is not saying these things because he can, because he knows and he understands. This is why we have to choose to be humble in these moments that we may receive more grace and help from the Spirit so that we can do the things that we know In our minds, we ought to do, but in our hearts, we're not willing. The willingness will come from the Holy Spirit. So so what am I even doing here? I'm trying to make you guys acknowledge that you are nothing without the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to make you guys acknowledge right now that without the Holy Spirit, all that you do is, 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 is futile. I'm trying to get you to a place of desperation, a place of infirmity, where you realize that you need God every day. And this is how we ought to live. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. You guys follow me here? I want us to pray with understanding. So Father, as a family, as a community, we ask you, help us. Help us to sweetly commune with you. Help us to dwell with you. Help us to become more aware of your presence in our lives. Help us to believe. God, will you heal unbelief? Lord, we know your word says that it is impossible to please God without faith. And if anyone comes to God, he must first believe that he is, and that he is also a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Father, today we're asking for the grace from the Spirit of God to diligently seek you. We're asking that for the month of April, May, June, July, all the way to December, God give me the grace to seek you. Lord, change my appetite. Lord, change my longings. Lord, confront my desires, God. You see me and you know me. You know my frame. You know without you, I am mere dust. Today, I cling to the help of the Spirit. Uh, Lord, I want to live a life that's pleasing and honorable to you. I want to live a life that reflects the, the love that we have for one another. So I pray, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Lord, we choose the posture of poverty today before you. And we say, Lord, for your sake, you became poor that we might become rich. Lord, would you make us rich in spirit today? Make us rich in spirit tomorrow. Make us rich in spirit on Tuesday. God, bring us to greater awareness of the presence of the Spirit of God in our lives. In Jesus' name.